From the heart of Rune Terror, this is League of Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. All right, hello, Summoners, and welcome back to another episode of League of Legends Radio. I'm your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Uh, I'm joined today uh, by my girlfriend, Sequoia. Uh, Sequoia, say hi. Hello. You don't sound black um, on the I, podcast. I'm not black. But your name's Sequoia. Yeah, it's also mistaken for being Asian and oh, well. a bunch of other things. So, all the things that you're not? Yep. What a great way to kick it off. All right, so I understand that you're a rather accomplished League of Legends player yourself. Yeah. Uh, give give some tips to the people uh, um, listening at home, the folks at home. Right. Just lolling every day. That's just that's just my ba- my big tip there. You gotta talk uh, in the microphone. Uh, uh, lolling every day. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, this is painfully awkward. This is not painfully awkward, Sequoia. You just have to embrace it. All right. Embrace the uh, the podcast. Okay, so um, so your top ranked tips, uh, just top three. Go. Top three. Stop! I don't like being under pressure. <laughs> don't do this to me. Okay, so number one, don't do this to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you really gotta. You really gotta not force people into corners when you're playing in solo queue. You know, you really gotta. You really gotta give them. Um, Give them an out, so to speak. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be understanding. You gotta be empathetic. Okay, so um, mm-hmm. that's number one. What's uh, number right, two? Uh, number two, number two is a. Uh, 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 I don't like it. Number two is um, I don't like it. No stop. And number three is no stop. So there you guys have it. Um, this has been a train wreck from Just start to finish, but that's it. okay. <sighs> Square. Michael, I hate this. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> it was uh, great to have you. It was a lot of fun. I'm sure Number all the people. Number one ponderous sea lion fan right here. Yeah. That's how we met, actually. Uh huh. Oh, you want to tell that story? Like, yeah. How um, you just so, spotted my face in a crowd? Yeah, basically. I'm like, is that ponderous sea lion? Oh my god! And I just ran over to him, and like, it just started from there. And it it just it's been going mm-hmm. ever since. Since that fateful day, when she noticed me in a crowd, yep, <laughs> I just knew that it was the ponderous sea lion. Mm-hmm. And that's all the time that we've got uh, for this intro. Um, Jesus Christ, that was fucking yeah. terrible. Okay, I'm gonna use every second of it. No, don't actually right, do not use this. Um, Sequoia says, actually, do not use this. Delete everything. Or Delete edit, all of it. Edit it to make me sound cool. Or edit it to make her sound cool. No amount of editing in the world could do that. Yeah, that's, but, um, that's pretty true. She doesn't know that. So, anyways. <sighs> all right, guys. Let's get into the episode. Okay, guys. So, first thing I wanted to say is I just bought Dark Souls 3 while it's on sale on Steam, and that game is amazing. Yeah, I have nothing else to say about it. I just love Dark Souls 3. Anyways, but on this episode... um. One of my recent solo queue games actually inspired me to do this episode. Uh, basically what happened was I was playing AD carry. Normally I put mid as my secondary, but I was doing with a mid, main, and we both got our secondary roles. So I just said, all right, I'll go AD carry. You can go mid. And I was going to play Ezreal, 
and Ezreal got picked by the enemy team, so I just went Jin. I'm not great at Jin, but I'm not terrible at him. Anyways, fast forward. Uh, game starts out pretty smoothly for my lane. Uh, I'm 2-0-3. I'm beating Ezreal by about 15 or 20 CS. Things are going great. Top lane's been losing, and mid has been having some trouble, but it's mostly top lane. Uh, Darius losing to Shen, go figure. But, um... I bet I should W him while he's got immunity to auto attacks. That probably works. Anyways, yeah, moving on. Um, point being, the lane was going okay, and then uh, six and one Nocturne started ganking me, and it wasn't fun, guys. I was I was not enjoying my League of Legends gameplay experience. Um, it was just not fun, and. It's kind of got me to thinking about champions like Nocturne. Oh, and I ended up feeding my ass off. They had a Shen-Nocturne combo. It wasn't really my fault. Like, there was more that I could have done, which I'm about to outline. But it was mostly just unfortunate. But, regardless, moving on. What do you do against these kinds of junglers? And there's four main ones that I'm thinking of right now. It's Evelyn, Twitch, Rengar, and Nocturne. And I guess Twisted Fate jungle... Um if that's in the meta at any given time. Not really right now. It's not good with the new jungle item because nothing is good with the new jungle item. But, you know, whatever. I still don't care. It's cool. It's cool. I just haven't played a Master Yi game in, like, two weeks. But, uh... It's cool. Okay, I might have played one or two. Okay, ranked Master Yi game. That's probably more accurate. Whatever. Regardless. Moving on. But the thing about these junglers is that you can't play against them like you would a normal jungle. So let's look at, like, Amumu. Amumu's pretty straightforward. Um, he's going to come from the river most of the time. He's going to try and land his skill shot and kill you. Okay, basic enough. Uh, Warwick, same thing. He's going to walk up, try to ult you, and then that's it. But with these... Oh, and I guess Shaco would be another one to add. So basically the stealth jungles... And junglers with a huge teleport ability are the ones that I'm going to be covering for the most part right now. But Shaco doesn't entirely fall under this category, but he sort of does. So I'll, I'll, I'll mention him. Um, once I get to talking a little bit more, you'll understand why he does and also doesn't fit into this category. But the thing about these junglers is that you can't play against them that way. So you go and ward, you put a green ward in your river brush, and you're playing against Evelyn. Great. That's going to help you out a lot there, buddy. It, there's just normal warding and normal... I can't say counter-jungle measures, but... Because you're not actually counter-jungling them, but... Uh, normal anti-jungle measures just don't work against these champions. You know, Nocturne, it does work before he hits level 6. There you go. You smartass. Whoever was thinking, well, actually, you can ward against Nocturne before he gets his ultimate... <laughs> but whatever. Screw you. Um, but once they have that, you've got Rengar with his 18 million year stealth, Evelyn with her perma stealth, Twitch with his perma stealth. Twitch jungle is not that popular, but I've seen it a couple times, so I might as well throw it in. I think his stealth gets up to 8 seconds, or it's either 8 seconds at its first rank, or 8 seconds at its max rank. Anyways, it's a long time. I should probably, jeez, that's a big difference. I should probably know, but <laughs> whoopsie. Um, and then Nocturne ganking from 
you know, it's actually the the ult range at rank one is actually surprisingly small, but still he can gank from inside his jungle. And that's where the issue comes from. So the first step that you have to take against these junglers is to communicate with your jungler to ward in the enemy jungle. That's the key to beating these these champions because you need to know and be able to track where their movement is. Hell, you can even get your top laner to go ward sometimes. Go stick a ward at their gromp or wherever he may be. That is the key because you have to be able to track their movements. That's the only way to beat them or to avoid getting ganked by them. So say that you're against an Evelyn and you get your jungler to go ward at her rates. Well, she takes her rates and then starts moving towards mid lane. Well, one of two things is about to happen. She's going to gank mid. She's going to try and gank mid. Okay, one of a couple more things. Or she's going to go counter jungle in that side of the jungle. Regardless, or go take Scuttlecrab, I guess. Regardless, you know where she is on the map. And and this tactic works against, you know, all kinds of junglers. This This isn't specific to these kinds of junglers. This is just... If you do this to the normal champions, this is in addition to your normal anti-jungle measures. So, but against these guys, it's just absolutely crucial. Being able to track their movements because you're not going to be able to see them when they jump on you all the time is how you beat them. Sure, you can buy a pink ward against the stealth champions, but if they're smart, if they start walking in and they see you immediately back up, they're going to be like, hmm, I wonder if this is pink warded. And then they're going to take it good for one-time use. That's 100 gold down the drain. So I'm not saying don't buy pink wards. I'm just saying you can, that's not a permanent solution. And neither is this, but it helps, trust me. So that's the number one thing that you want to do um, to stop that. The other thing that you want to do is figure out what lane they're going to be ganking the most. Most popular for these kinds of junglers uh, Evelyn, not so much. Twitch, not so much. But Rengar, Nocturne are going to be really heavily ganking bot lane because of their long range engage and the additional CC that the support is typically able to provide. Now, if you've got like a Soraka or something and then a Riven top, yeah, they might be focusing more on top lane. Uh, they might, and it varies game to game, but usually it's bot lane. It could be any given lane. That being said, you want to coordinate with your jungler like you already did to get those wards in their enemy jungle, you want to get them on the side of the map that you think that their jungle is going to be focusing. Ward that side more heavily. Ward their jungle camps there more heavily. Make sure they can't get, you know, extreme dragon control off of just camping the shit out of your lane because that's a great way to snowball a game out of control is to get dragon control, take the bot lane tower, and keep killing them over and over again. So... You have to make sure that your jungler is there to counter gank. If the Rengar's already 8-1, and one, you might not want to have your jungler do that, and you might want to just get him to farm up and go hopefully win another lane. Hope hope to God that you get a miracle. But um, yeah, after you've worked with your jungler, after laning phase... Oh, I guess, another, I guess the next... I should go in order. Um, the next thing that you want to do is end the laning phase ASAP. As quickly as you can, you want to start grouping as five. These junglers are a lot weaker against teams of five. They're, you know, heavily reliant on picks, like most assassins are. Evelyn, she wants to find you wandering around in the jungle. So does Rengar. So does Twitch. So does Nocturne. All these guys want to kill isolated targets. Isolated. That means that if you group as five, it's a lot harder for them to do what they want to do. 
Now, can Rengar assassinate you over your entire team? Yeah, sure. He bursts you in a tenth of a second, but it's a lot harder for him to do it when you've got all that CC. He risks dying to himself, and you know, if you're already a 1 in 10 80 carry at that point, and he's that 15 and 0 Rengar, that's a good trade if you can trade Rengar's life for yours. So, grouping is really the bane of their existence. That's what you want to start doing. That's the really big counter. I mean, if that means ending laning phase, you know, 13 or 14 minutes in and grouping mid, go do that. I mean, you don't want to get overzealous and, you know, just start, you know, screwing around mid lane and trying to take the tower and then all dying for that. But as long as they don't have a huge split push threat, and as long as they actually go to contest wherever you guys group up, you're going to be fine. So one thing that is kind of an aside and but I still feel it's worth mentioning is if you're going to run this early group strat to try and counter these fed assassin type characters, one thing that I absolutely love is to buy a ZZ rot portal or uh, as it should be called the GG rot portal. But the reasoning behind that is that your grouping is five. You don't have the split push threat that maybe they do. It's hard for you to pressure other lanes because that assassin will just go out and 1v1 whoever it is you send, unless you have someone equally fed, but then that that champion is inherently not going to be as much of a problem. This is more if your whole team is ahead. You guys know what I'm saying? But if you don't have anyone split pushing, you're not really putting pressure anywhere on the map. Well, that's where the ZZ Rot portal comes in. Now, again, if you are grouping at 14-15 minutes, like I said, then it's not going to work. This is more for the 25-30 minute mark when uh, you've actually got, everyone's got some gold. You can tell your support to buy it. You can buy your top, your top can buy it. Uh, tank junglers can buy it. It just depends on who it's going to be most optimal on. And you're not going to get one every game, but it can just be really nice to have another lane pushing out that someone's going to have to deal with while you guys are sieging down mid or getting sieged down mid or just grouping as five because you don't have pressure anywhere else on the map. So that's something that I love. Uh, to do to run against these fed assassin comps if they send their support to go kill it you can try and get a pick on someone they send their top laner to do it maybe they're missing their engage now it just depends on what their team is and who is fed on their team and who isn't so the next tip is kind of obvious um guardian angel is your friend <laughs> and same thing with the zz rot portal you're not going to get it first item obviously but by the time you've built three damage items in your boots, your next item, if you're still playing, if you're still in the game, if you've stalled the game out correctly, is going to be a guardian angel in most cases. Um, here's kind of the logic behind it. You have now made it less worth their time to choose you as their target. And I'm kind of saying this from the perspective of an immobile AD carry mid player, because that's what I was. But it could apply to you in any role, really, if you're not a tank. Rengar is going to be a lot less satisfied with popping your Guardian Angel than he is with insta instantly killing you and taking you out of that fight and putting your death timer up. That's going to be a lot less appetizing for him, and he's not going to be as inclined to go for that. So there, there is the mental edge that you get from buying a Guardian Angel or Zonia's Hourglass if you're uh, playing an AP champion. but. There is the dissuasion of, hey, 
don't come mess with me, you're not going to get much off of it. And then there is the practical application of, okay, well, Rengar one-shot you, but your team is all still crowding around you. Uh, Rengar's now behind your entire team, so we're going to try and kill him, and you're actually not completely out of the fight yet. You still have, you know, some time to do some damage. Because it... This is something that a lot of players... You know, they understand it in theory, but it doesn't get phrased this simply to them. It's kind of like... If you have your own business, we're going to do a long, complicated metaphor. If you have your own business and you own 100% of it and your yearly profits are $100,000, well, that's great. Now, say that you can get a partner in this business and then take it to a million-dollar-a-year business, but you only own half of it now. Well, you're still getting five times what you would have gotten anyways. Like, yeah, you don't have what you had before. You don't have the same percentage. You don't have the same amount of ownership, but you still have more. It's the same thing with damage items. Yeah, you're going to do more damage if you build more damage items, but that doesn't matter if you're not allowed to do any damage because the enemy team just instantly kills you. So having three damage items and a guardian angel is probably going to net you more total damage in team fights than four damage items. I don't know if that metaphor exactly conveyed what I was trying to, but I think you guys get what I'm, what I'm getting at. There's, you can say that you're behind and that's why I'm saying you get it like fifth item, you know, with boots, three damage items, and then guardian angel is ideal. You're not going to get it first or second item because yeah, then you won't deal any damage. Even if you do get your guardian angel popped and get to go back into the fight, you're just not going to deal damage. But there is a point where it's better to get the guardian angel and just have less overall, you know, possible damage when in reality you're just not going to be able to get off any of it in a team fight. So that's my thoughts on that. And so those are kind of the best ways to play against these kinds of assassins if cuz that game was incredibly frustrating to me. I mean, I didn't give it my 100%. I would say I was kind of out of it that game. I was playing my third, well, really probably my third or fourth best role, and I didn't really care <laughs> that much. I was just getting, I, I took 1,300 damage in .33 seconds. I checked it on my on my death recap, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> and this is where my mental disconnect comes in. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm just sad. But yeah, hopefully you guys can be smarter than me and, you know, actually pay attention and try in your games. Um, but when you're against one of the, some of these champions, and these tips work even if they're not fed, these tips work against a lot of junglers and a lot of team comps. This is just the specific scenario that I was thinking of during the game and kind of formulating in my head. So, hope you guys can use these tips against the next Rengar that's giving you hell. And, um, yeah, that would be great. Send me a screenshot of the uh, gold swing from uh, Rengar going from 8-0 to 10-2 or 10-3. I guess that's actually not an amazing swing, but you know what I mean. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me on this episode of League of Legends Radio. Wait, is that my intro? Eh, I don't even know anymore. But um, some things I forgot to mention a couple times. Um, I was on the Four Words podcast. I know. It was cool. Um, yeah, they had me on there. 
you should go check out that episode. I'm sure most of you guys know who they are. It's part of the Trinity Force network, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, other news, some of my episodes are going to be on uh, improveyourleague.com, iyl.gg. It's the same thing, uh, just whichever brand name you've actually heard. Both take you to the same domain, by the way. That's the uh, fancy technology. But um, So some of these podcasts, League of Legends Radio, are not going to be available on their site soonish question mark um not sure exactly when that's going to come up but it's going to come up and uh the other thing is i host their podcast now yay i'm the official host or the new official host of the uh iyl podcast with um jay frank and homie jensen so uh we have we did an episode together with uh nikki taylor who is hopefully going to be on this show soon woohoo she sang uh, Here Comes Vi, the Vi song about her um, coming. Okay, that did not come out right. Anyways. <laughs> um, damn it, man. <laughs> but, yeah, so I host that podcast now. It's um, an interview-based show. It's kind of more geared towards getting better at the game, which, I mean, this podcast is as well, but... You guys aren't really learning anything here. Let's be real. Come on. This is just me making up bullshit. And you guys, you guys totally eat it up, you idiots. Ha ha ha. You think I actually know what I'm talking about. I'm not even fucking diamond. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so you can check that out. That episode's not going to come out for a little while. Uh, cause they're really, really ahead of schedule on their releasing their episodes. But, um, yeah. Uh, that's it for news, really. I don't I don't think I have anything else to mention. Thank you guys again for your continued support. Getting me onto the iTunes top chart. It's crazy. I love it. I love you guys. Mwah. Everyone be sure to write me emails about how much Sequoia sucked so that I can show them to her and uh, just completely destroy her self-confidence. I think she'd love that. <laughs> Damn, that was dark. Okay, we're just going to wrap this up. That was... That was just a little bit too uh, 1.05 a.m. for me. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Fun episode, guys. All right. Talk to you later. Peace. Catch you on the flippity flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.